everybody. Welcome to the Totally Well Show. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. The Totally Well Show is a place where we get curious, ask questions, and explore everything to do with health, wellness, fitness, personal development, helping people, and all the things it takes to help you live a strong, joyous life. I hope you will enjoy my episode today with Chrissy Boucher, or Christine Boucher. She is a nurse like me, and we met on LinkedIn. And she has a website called Natural Health Balance, and she works with corporations to help them get healthier and uh, save a lot of money in the process. So if you're a corporation and you're interested in having a uh, corporate uh, coach come in and work with you for a year, Chrissy's your gal. And Chris. Christine also works with people like me to help um, help me become a better corporate wellness coach. So she is a coach to other coaches, as well as uh, providing services um, both online and in person um, for your corporation. So without further delay, please uh, welcome my guest, Christine Boucher, and uh, make sure that you reach out to her. All that info is in the show notes, and give us a thumbs up on Apple uh, Podcasts because you know that always helps boost our rankings. So enjoy the show. Hello, Christine. So very nice to get together with you. It's evening here for me. What time is it there? Hey, Joyce. Thanks for having me. So it's about 11 o'clock in the morning and it's a, I'm here in East Gippsland, uh, Victoria, Australia, where we've recently been impacted by the major bushfires you've probably seen on the news. Yeah. So we've had a pretty crazy start to 2020, yeah. but I'm really excited to be here chatting with you today, Joyce. Thanks for having me. And thanks for coming. And again, this is uh, Christine Boucher. And um, we met on LinkedIn. Um, Christine and I are both nurses and um, we don't work in the typical setting. And that's what brought us together. And uh, we want to share some of what we've discovered and how we can apply all that training we went through in nursing school and and in our jobs uh, to a more modern approach to nursing and really redefining our roles, what nurses can do. Mm, that's right, Joyce. I reached out to you when I saw one of your awesome posts and I was like, wow, there's another nurse, a health coach. She's helping in that preventative health, that health promotion. And that really resonated with me. So I got in touch with you and it's just great to see that there's other people, other nurses out there um, smashing it. Love it. Yeah. Well, I think you're far ahead of where I am. And that's one of the reasons I was, I was so inspired to see your bio, which I'll include in the show notes and see how much you've done um, and, and how broad, like you've tried so many different things. And I was hoping to get a little taste of some of the things that you've done and some of the favorite things you've done. Mm. Yeah. So a bit about my background. So I worked in the healthcare industry for 20, 25 years. I specialized in intensive care nursing. So I really loved intensive care nursing. But what I found in working in this realm was you know, working with really sick people. And I'd often go through the medical journals and I'd see that um, the patients were really not taking care of themselves. You could see they were living sedentary lifestyles. They might be a smoker, they're overweight, not eating well. And it would, you'd see these same patients come in again and again and again into the hospital. And that was really frustrating me. And each time they would come into the hospital, they get sicker and sicker. And I would, you know, just sort of watch their journeys and I would see and I would think to myself, if only someone was really getting to them before the hospital admission, before they really got sick, you know, help them to exercise so that they would take off the weight, help them with their mindset, help them with their smoking, help them with their nutrition, help them with, their, you know, all these things that we do. If only they had got the help before, they wouldn't be here in hospital. So after 25 plus years of, of this kind of frustration I thought to myself how can I be a nurse and how can I help other people but in a different realm and I didn't know I didn't know how to do that and then I one day I stumbled across this health coaching 
And I was like, wow, this is fabulous. This is exactly what I need to do. So I studied health coaching through Wellness Coaches Australia, got my certification and was like, right, I'm just going to help the world. Start, you know, website, started my own business. I sat by the phone and the phone didn't ring. I was like, oh, how, how do I make this happen? So five years into business now, it's taken time to build that momentum to build my business. And now I work with large organisation, with large groups of people in corporate health workplace wellness. And um, I love it. And business is doing really well. And I'm helping a whole lot more people. And I feel like I'm helping a whole lot more people stay out of hospital. So that feels a lot more valuable to me. Yeah, that sounds so familiar and uh, similar kind of feeling. Once when I discovered coaching, I was like, this is who I've always been. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what I forgot is I want to make sure people know how to find you and reach out to you in your practice. Can you give yeah. us? Yeah. So they can reach me at my website, www.naturalhealthbalance.com.au for Australia. And yeah, you can like connect on me, with me there. You can book in for a free discovery session if you're wanting to chat about your health and well-being and looking for some support. Um, I've got a couple of online programs that can help people. So yeah, reach out, say g'day. I love chatting with new people. Yeah. And on LinkedIn, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on all the, the social media, sometimes a little bit too much, which is not healthy. Yeah. I try to, I try to, I, I minimize it with my kids. I've, started, I've got to start doing that a bit more with myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. You have to set a, some kind of a limit, but the technology is wonderful because I, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't have it. And I'm able to access you as a resource with this um, wonderful technology. So yeah yeah that's it and, and that's that's where it begins you know you you connect with people who you engage with who have similar messages so I've met other um, registered nurses who are doing similar things and it's interesting because since I've moved into the corporate health space and working in in corporate health and helping more people as a health coach I've had a lot of other health coaches reach out to me going wow how did you do that how did you get the client how did you write the program how did you get them to sign a contract how do you deliver that how do you measure that yeah. so for the last year or so I've had a lot of health coaches reaching out to me and I've been you know messaging them back on social media giving all the advice and support I, I could but at the same time I'm running a business and I don't have time for all of that so I started a Facebook group called health coaches in corporate health so if you're a health coach and you're interested to get into corporate health come and join us I do weekly Facebook lives where I give a lot more value and I've just built and about to launch in the next month uh, online and group coaching program called Breakthrough to Corporate. So it's specifically targeted at health coaches wanting to break through into that corporate space because uh, they're needed. They're really needed. Yeah. Uh, in, in corporate health, when people are healthy, when people are, you know, really encouraged to look after their health and well-being, when the organisation is investing money in their people, it, the return on investment is what I'm getting sixfold plus because the people are more productive, they've got more energy, they're performing more optimally, they're more conscious of, of their job and what they're doing. So it's less um, workplace injuries and accidents, less workers' compensation claims, there's less absenteeism, there's less presenteeism. So the, all of that really contributes to the health and well-being of the business or of the organisation at large mm -hmm. because when your staff are happy and healthy and well and performing well, then the profitability of business also increases. So it's a really worthwhile investment and I think organisations are realising this more and more by looking after their staff, they're looking after their business. Mm -hmm. And it's not just a tick the box approach. Let's just, you know, take some tests and see their weight or see what their cholesterol is or whatever it may be. It's a real strategic approach that I work. So I work from usually with organizations no less than 12 months. And I'll do a full assessment phase over 30 days mm -hmm. to understand the needs of the organization understand their specific challenges because every organization is different and there's no kind of cookie cutter model that's going to fit everywhere. Mm -hmm. So once I understand the needs and do a full assessment, 
I diagnose from that, that needs analysis, I diagnose what their challenges are, and then I medicate accordingly with my services over the next 12 months. It takes time. It takes time, as you know, as a, as a health coach for, for people to get in the right mindset to change their, um, modify their lifestyle so that they're living a healthier trajectory of their health journey but also it's that cultural shift sometimes I walk into organizations and there might be a real strong culture of stress for example Mm -hmm. and that is becoming ingrained and become the new norm so it's it's changing that whole not um, just individual but that whole organizational culture Um, to a healthier space and so that takes time so working with my organizations for around 12 months we're really seeing significant uh, improvements and significant return on investment and when I demonstrate that to my organizations through my reports they're like wow this is this is awesome they can see that quantifiable data quantifiable measurements where they're getting the results and therefore they want to continue working with me and therefore I get more sustainable long-term ongoing work which is good for my business healthy for my business yeah wow that's awesome I love your approach it's in when I work one-on-one with people I've come to see that it really needs to be personalized, that there isn't any one plan or cookie cutter approach. You know, I have certain preferences. For example, I like whole food versus junk food or processed food. I like to have people really get back to the whole food approach. Um, and I, other things, you know, making exercise fun and, and stuff like that. But it's, it, everyone's different. And you just, you know, the more personalized you can be. And I, I, I love that you're going to do an assessment and really get to know and prioritize all that stuff. Yeah, that's right. When I first started out, I came in with this cookie cutter kind of program that I had, yeah. which was got some results. It ticked some of their boxes, but it didn't always get the results and wasn't always a good fit for everyone. So I quickly learned and realized I really need to do a thorough needs assessment because when you fully understand what the problem is, the triggers to the problem, then you can, you know, it's like you go to the doctor, they do a full head to toe assessment. They fully, you know, they do all the tests to understand and get the correct diagnosis to then medicate accordingly and get the the, the best outcome or result. So it's the sort of same approach that I take because if you don't understand the problem or you're medicating it with the wrong medicine, you're not going to heal, mm-hmm. right? So you really need to find the right treatment, the right medicine to to um, get the get the person healthy, to get the organisation healthy and well again. Yeah, I love so, you're you're using those words, the treatment and medication, um, in a, in a sort of generic way. Um, mm, but it's a very natural natural approach you know that's what I'm about natural health balance is the name of my business and I'm about you know really understanding the needs of people understanding the needs of the organization and approaching that from a real authentic natural space there's so many things that we can do um, to help that trajectory of our health journey so that we don't need to take medicine so that we don't need to have invasive procedures so that we don't need to you know end up in hospital there's a whole lot of things we can do to maintain our health and well-being. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited to hear about the Facebook group and hear about your um, helping other coaches in addition to you working directly because I think it will help you grow exponentially and mm. um, you'll help that many more people. Can you imagine? Yeah, well, that that's right. And and again, this has just sort of happened organically. It wasn't my intent, but, you know, coaches have just reached out to me how to because they want to, but they just don't know how around all the logistics. So that's just, yeah, naturally led me to building all the, all the logistics around that. So through the Breakthrough to Corporate program, there's, there's six modules, but it starts with mindset. So again, everything starts with mindset because if you're not in the right state of mind, if you don't believe in yourself, if you're lacking the confidence, if you're just thinking that you don't have enough knowledge or um, experience to step into corporate health, well, it's going to show and you probably won't be successful. So 
first and foremost, I help the health coaches get into that right state of mind and go, you know, just just consider the amount of hours that you've spent researching, looking at health and wellness articles, looking at videos, consider the amount of hours that you've been working with people, consider, you know, the amount of money that you've invested in yourself for personal and professional development. And once they sort of go through these exercises I do, they start to realize how valuable they are, how much they've invested in their education, how much they've invested in themselves and how much they're actually starting to believe that they are ready to step up into corporate health. So it all starts with the mindset. Once we build and boost that confidence, they're like, yeah, we're ready to go. And the rest is really just walking them through the logistics, the logistics around how to assess an organization, do that needs analysis. the, um, The information around marketing, the information around sales and how to have a sales conversation that you're actually getting a signature on the contract uh how to then do the um the you know the reporting and and understanding you know how successful your program has been and showing some quantifiable measurements and how to then go back and then demonstrate that to the organization so that you can continue getting that long ongoing sustainable work and you can continue helping and supporting more people so there is a lot of work around in the corporate health workplace wellness space there are a lot of health coaches that are struggling with the one-on-one model so I can just see this as a perfect marriage if more health coaches move into that corporate health they're helping more people organizations are doing better health coaches are doing better in their business and everyone's you know everyone's it's a win-win situation that's what I believe yeah and it's in a workplace too you've already got a culture and a community and so that can often be a benefit as well where where people aren't the only one um, focusing on this, the whole organization is. And so it, it can really help um, help the progress, I think, with, you know, com- um, when I look at some of the issues that my clients have had, um, it's they're the only one in the family, the only one. They feel very isolated in this change and they're scared to begin with, so... Yeah, yeah. And often I find going to organisations, they'll be sort of attempting to do a bit of an ad hoc kind of approach and do a little bit bit here, a little bit there when it comes to health and wellness, but they don't have this real strategic approach. They don't really have the experience or the understanding as health coaches or registered nurses do. Um, So to bring that level of expertise and to really strategize a lengthier plan that's really going to get not just the return on investment, but the results needed for the individual as well as the Mm organisation is profound. I'll give you one example. So, Whoops, I just lost the sound. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I think I just accidentally pressed my mute. So I'll give you an example. So one organisation I've been working with, uh, a car company. So they approached me and they said, Chris, we're having some issues with stress in our organisation. Can you come and fix it? Fix them, I think um, was what the (laughs) boss said. I said, I'll come in and I'll, I'll... sort it out don't worry so I did my 30-day assessment I interviewed the mechanics I interviewed the um, management team I've interviewed the administration team sort of separately I collaborated as much information as I could did surveys got as much feedback as I could because that is the needs analysis that's what helps me to diagnose properly and understand how to medicate or treat this organization so after further investigation i acknowledged that the stress the underlying trigger to the stress when i coached and pulled back the uh, um, layers of the onion the underlying trigger was that there was poor management and management and the leadership team were um, very highly stressed themselves they weren't communicating effectively they were yelling and screaming at their staff which was getting them stressed and putting them under duress and pressure Mm -hmm. so that they got just so overwhelmed and worked up that a lot of them were leaving every time a staff member leaves an organization it's in the realm of about $65,000 when you lose an employee when you, you see that IP walking out the door and you take into consideration Um, all the training, education and everything that went into that person is now walking out the door. Then there's that the logistics of advertising promotion, trying to find someone else in, trying to retrain them. 
about $65,000. We calculated from the amount of staff they were they lost in approximately a six-month period was costing their organisation over half a million dollars. So when I identified this to the organisation, they realised, shit, we're losing quite a bit of money here. We need to do something. But then my understanding from what I learned in the needs analysis was that the trigger to the problem was literally the top boss, was literally the management team. Now, how do I approach that? Is that you know, the in a, who was deciding to pay you? That's the decision maker. So the problem's lying with him. So he's come in, he's asked me to fix them, but the problem lies with him. So it was a bit of a challenging situation. But I knew that, you know, he's hired me, he's paying money and he needs his problem solved. I know how to solve the problem. I need to work with him. So first and foremost, I need to prioritize what needs to happen. So I had a whole program over 12 months. It included stress management workshops with um, with the staff. It included one-on-one coaching with people who are having trouble. It included a bit of mediation. It included a leadership um, coaching with management teams. But First and number one priority was one-on-one coaching with the main manager because Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of the triggers of the stress were stemming from Mm -hmm. and as a result, people were walking out the door and as a result, they were losing, he was losing a lot of money. So it took some time. It took him a bit of time to to come around. Um, But I worked with them for about 12 months and we reduced that staff turnover down, right down about 80, 85% we calculated. So they weren't losing over half a million dollars anymore. And every year I, every, after I finish a, um, rolling out my program, then I do assess where we're at now. I write a full report and look at everything that's worked, everything that hasn't worked and show some quantifiable measurements. They were so uh, astounded by what they had saved and the significant difference that I'd made that I'm still working with them four years later and yeah. still getting some great results. So great for me because I love working there, sustainable, ongoing work. Great for them because they're getting some great results. Um, but there's always a next challenge. There's always something to do. You don't kind of just fix everything and it's all done it's an ongoing scenario right there's always you know new changes and new influences within an organization so it helped me to sort of comprehend and then build this um what i call stress to strength model that i'd like to share with you now oh sure yeah yeah so i'm just going to share the screen so this is my stress to strength model So as you can see, we are either working below the line or we're working above the line. So if we look below the line, when we're starting to get stress, when we're starting to get like just a little bit too much pressure, we're getting into that state of overwhelm. And then our uh, performance and our productivity starts to decrease we're feeling really tense we're feeling really unfocused the more pressure that's put on the further we go down that model we get more stress we get less productive we get less you know it's really hard to focus on our job because the brain is is you know can only handle so much of your piling 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 on and we're putting extra pressure on our staff it's going to really affect the the way they perform it's going to affect their behaviors it's going to affect how they communicate it's going to affect how the whole organization operates and it's not good for business mm-hmm. it can get to the point where when i arrived at this um, car company it was actually at the stage of toxic the the stress within the organization was yeah. so toxic and so problematic that it led to burnout burnout in the respect that people couldn't handle it anymore they had enough they left the organization and I heard stories that they were just like they were suffering physically mentally and emotionally through this toxic environment of stress in this particular workplace so they were choosing to opt out now this working below the line is very problematic for organizations because it's costing them a lot it's costing them their their ip it's costing them their staff and it's costing them time and it's costing them most importantly money organizations want to make profits and they're not going to be making profits if they're not looking after their staff and their staff are overwhelmed and stressed out 
when you look at the flip side to this model, when you're working and you're helping to support your staff to work above the line, when your staff are not stressed, they tend to be engaged and they're excited and enthusiastic about the job that they're going to. They're contributing and they're performing optimally. And this only gets increases as the stress gets gets less. They have the opportunity to be creative and innovative, utilizing that right side of the brain. If we're under pressure and under stress, it's really hard to think outside the box. It's really hard to take on new projects. It's really difficult to get creative. We just don't have the capacity to do that. So the, the more that we manage and mitigate stress in the workplace, the more benefit this is going to be for the organization at large because their staff are going to be have all that strength all that energy they're going to be creative and innovative and they're going to be performing optimally and this is going to create high return and high profitability for the organization so I love this model because I can basically ask an organization I'll show them this and I'll say so where are you right now on this stress to strength model are your staff above the line or your staff working below the line And so from this simple measurement, we can ascertain, okay, what do we need to do to move you above the line? Or what do we need to do to get your staff to be more innovative and more creative? Mm -hmm. Beautiful. It's so simple, but very, it really strikes you as powerful, um, you know, where you don't want to be and where you do want to be. Yeah, that's right. And you can show that that on an individual level as well. So people can kind of, you know, it just gives them that quick visual. A lot of people, myself included, are real visual. So I see that. I'm like, oh, okay, what can I do uh, in my life to change things, to alter the that trajectory so that's going to bring me above the line because I've been there too I've been right down in that state of Mm -hmm. of burnout and what I've been doing is like okay that's not working for me how can I work differently to bring myself back above the line yeah yeah it's easy to get there and be stuck for years and years with you know kind of in that survival mode operating out of the amygdala you know out of the the panic area of the brain and people can't think with that part of their brain they can't solve problems and be creative yeah and it's really about finding that homeostatic balance you know so often in today's society so often in the workplace we get our uh, uh, ourselves into that fight or flight response where we're getting into that state of stress and releasing all those hormones adrenaline noradrenaline cortisol what we need to do is stimulate the other side the rest and digest stimulate that parasympathetic nervous system so that we bring that body back into balance that we're able to you know, focus, concentrate, perform, and and be happy. No one's really happy when they're under so much pressure and under so much stress. It creates physical problems. It creates mental health issues, and it creates emotional health issues too. When we're under stress and duress, you know, we tend to snap at a person or yell at a person, or or you know, um, not communicate as effectively as we normally would because mm-hmm. we're under that duress. So it's important to bring that body back into that homeostatic balance so that we're our best selves in the workplace and at home yeah it's it 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 excites me to uh, be able to teach people to like look within themselves rather than external like it's all these things outside and to understand and empower people to um to make these changes and say you know you can decide to do these exercises these types of uh activities like meditation or getting enough sleep or all the things that we teach and it will change the way your brain works. Yeah, that's right. I think first and foremost, you know, the most uh, poignant issue is to identify identify the, 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 the source of the trigger. So I get my um, clients to keep a little stress journal you know, what's triggering their stress? What's setting them off in the moment? And then how does that make them feel? 
How does it make them act? What are the sort of things that they're doing? So once you sort of start to keep a bit of a journal, sometimes you'll see a pattern like the same person is pissing you off or the yeah. same situation is upsetting you yeah. and you don't realise it when you're not conscious of it. But if you write it down, you go, ah, and there lies the problem. So yeah. how can I act differently? How can I approach this differently so that I get a different result? If I keep coming at the same problem the same way, I get the same result. I come at a different way, I might get a different result and I might get a more positive and purposeful result. I'll give you an example. I've got two little redheads. My little redhead daughter, she's often, 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 um, we're trying to get out the door, get her to school. And she's like mucking around, mucking around. And, and I'm like, uh, you know, I've got to get to a meeting. I've got work to do. And I'm like, so I'm pushing, come on, let's go, go, got to get out the door. I've got to get to work. And I find myself getting stressed. I find myself getting worked up. I find myself communicating ineffectively, getting, getting angry. And what I realized was this approach is not working. It's creating stress in her. It's creating stress in me. And we're not getting the result I want to get, get, which is get out the time on door, happy and calm, ready to start my day. So I was like, okay, what do I need to do differently to get a different result? After I kind of just, and I didn't even acknowledge it, but I journaled it as I was teaching my clients. It's like, oh, this is just so simple. If I get myself up, you know, and my, my kids up 20 minutes early, it gives us that bit more time mm-hmm. and that ability to, you know, anything that goes wrong, we've got that leeway. And I was finding now we get out the door and that's not an issue because we're not pressurized by time. I'm not getting stressed. I'm not getting angry. They're going off to school and I'm starting my day in a state of mind that is healthy and not mm-hmm. stressed. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Yeah. It's just sometimes it's just such simple things, but because we're creatures of habit and because we work uh, day to day so unconsciously, all our unconscious habits, like the unconscious brain is about 90%, the conscious brain is about 10%. So all our unconscious habits, particularly the unhealthy habits that we go around and just do and do and do and do without thinking, Mm -hmm. um, are giving us certain results. And sometimes we have to just stop take check, understand what what the trigger is to whatever problem, bring that to our mindfulness, conscious awareness, go, okay, what do I need to do differently? Put that in place. We have to put uh, new habits in place for about 21 days Mm -hmm. and then it falls back into our unconscious, unconscious state where it just becomes our new habit and our new routine and we continue to get those new healthier results. And that's across the board for exercise, for nutrition, for stress management, for sleep, for anything. We need to bring it to that conscious awareness take action on it, be mindful of it, and then slowly over a period of time, it just becomes our new unconscious healthy habit moving yeah. forward. It's rewiring the brain. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that. I, I have come finally to this, this same place where it, for me to just say, oh, you've, you're here to talk about nutrition. Here's what you should eat. Here's what you should do for movement, blah, blah, blah. They don't even know what they are doing, you know. So that first step of let's before we before I fill you with something, let's find out, let's get you aware, let's get you thinking about it. So just let's take this whole week just to start and just notice. Yeah, yeah, that is. Just yeah. take take a moment just to notice. Take a deep breath. Acknowledge what the issue, the, what the triggers are, mm-hmm. and that's, let's approach this strategically yeah. so that we can get the best results moving forward. Often Absolutely. People wait too long until they're burnt out or they've hit rock bottom or they have a crisis, a sickness, a cancer. Um, they're being, they're not performing in their job, something, and, it, and, that, and then they want, they come to you and say, fix us, and they want immediate results. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. It happens so often, you know, so many times. It's just like that wake-up call. Something's really wrong. I've got a new diagnosis. You know, there's a significant issue, whether it's individually or or culturally within the workplace. 
Chris, help and fix it, fix it overnight. It's no quick fix. It takes time. And that's why I say to the organisations I work with, this is a 12-month contract. This is, I don't work with them any less than 12 months. Mm. And I have organisations come to me, oh, we just want you to do the workshop here or we just want you to do that. But but why? What's, what's the purpose? What are you trying to achieve? If there's some outcome that you're wanting to achieve, it, it, it's going to take time and it needs to be a very strategic approach. So I don't like the tick box approach so that they can just say, well, we're doing health and wellness for our staff. We're looking after our staff. Well, it's not. It's simply ticking box. If you really care about your staff, if you really want to look after your staff, if you really want results, you need to invest the time as well as the money. Yeah. Yeah. That is really good. It's, um, it's, you turn down a lot of work, I imagine, um, that when people aren't, you, aren't on board with this longer term approach. Well, I think you, it's important to align with your belief system. Yeah. I believe in education. I believe in health. I believe adventure is another top top value of mine. But what I believe in is to work strategically and to work with purpose and to get results. Yeah. And if I believe that by doing an approach that, that I'm, that's dictated to me that we just want to do this, and I have done that in the past, don't get me wrong, um, I, I don't see that as effective use of my time. I don't see it as effective use of their time. I don't see it as effective use of their finances. Mm-hmm. And then, therefore, I'll communicate that and I will help them to see the light or help them to show the path because I am the expert in this industry. So they're coming to me because they have a challenge, because they have a problem. But, again, they're just, they're just un- uncertain on, on how to deliver that. So I support them in helping them to see the best path forward to get the sort of the results that they want to see. Sometimes they're on board and we go and do that. Sometimes they're not. So be it. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. So I, lo- I love that you're managing some expectations right up front, really defining, you know, how we're going to measure and maybe even in ways that, that they're not used to. If they're used to saying, well, you know, we're looking at these particular metrics. But for me, I'm, I'm trying to expand uh, for my clients, what what measurements we use, and really um, dig in deeper to that customer experience, so that you know I can see it from their perspective, and I know what they're used to using for measurements. But we're going to look at some other things. Yeah, and, and it's I think it's really important to really understand your client, um, to take on board, you know, their, their level of understanding, but to bring in your level of expertise to get the best results. So you, you're providing them with a service that they need, desire and want, but at the same time, there's things that they don't understand. So you've got to bring in that different level to up-level the success of, of the coaching program or of the health and wellness program, whatever it may be. Does that take some time too when you, do you explain that when you first start with a company um, that there's, there's the assessment period, but is there even more time to help get some synchronicity there? (laughs) So, so my funnel for the way I deliver, it starts with a discovery session. Discovery session is simply a one-on-one with a decision maker, just getting a grasp of what they need, what they want, what the problem is. And that's just a free session that I'll, that I'll um, provide for the, for the client because it may be that I'm not a good fit. It may be they have a challenge that I can't fix it, whatever. So it's a discovery for me and to learn more about them and for them the opportunity to learn more about me to decipher whether we're a good fit to move forward. After the discovery session, then I do the 30-day appraisal phase. So going into the organisation over that period of time, collaborating the information from different parts of the organisation. Like I don't like to put the workers with the management team because they're they're not going to openly communicate what's real and what's really going on. And it's interesting because what you hear from this level of management, what you hear on the ground is always different. (laughs) And so it's important to collaborate the information at different levels in different ways. And then once I've got all that, that information together, then I sit down with the decision maker or decision makers and go, okay, this is everything that we've learned over the 30 days. I write a whole report on that and then I write a whole proposal moving forward for the next 12 months. Because of this, this and this, this is what we need to do and I'll lay it out um, 
categorize it, itemize it, and then the cost factor. And I don't think I may have had one organization that took a few parts away and did a percentage of my program, but every single organization just go, Oh, yeah, because they. They could then see me as the expert. I'm taking control. I'm like, this is what I've learned. This is what I understand. This is what we need to do moving forward. This is what the time it's going to take. This is what it's going to cost. Here's the contract. Once you sign, we'll get started. So when you do the 30-day assessment, is that a separate contract or a separate agreement from the 12 months? Yeah, that's right. So I charge $2,000 for the 30-day assessment. And all it is... All I'm doing is I'm going into the organisation, I'm chatting. So, you know, what are you challenged by? What are you confronted by? What's, you know, what, 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 what keeps you awake at night? Just simply asking questions and I'm starting to get a bit of a feel and on top of that I'll give out surveys just asking about individual health as well as organisational health. So it's just a series of, of different questions. So I collaborate all that information plus from the group interviews that I do. So by the end of the 30 days I'll have enough information and enough understanding to go, Mm, okay, I can see what the problem is. This is what I believe we need to do moving forward. Mm-hmm. Having said that, there needs to be flexibility within that. So I will put a whole contract together, but at the six-month point, I might go, you know what? What we've been doing here, it's getting some results, but I think we need to go in a little different trajectory or there may be new challenges that have come up, been confronted with. For example, an organisation that had high stress and there was a couple of um, the staff were, you know, not getting along, not communicating well, fighting. So I then interjected and put a communication workshop. I did a, a mediation. So I added that on top after the next six months. I'm like, we really need to continue doing this, but we need to additionally do this. And so I just get them to agree um, then moving forward if there's any additions on top of the program I've already written. Or it hasn't happened yet, but if it needed to, it's like, you know what, we don't really need to do that. So we could pull back. We Mm -hmm. could let those things go and therefore it's going to cost you less. Um, So there needs to be some flexibility because things change, you know, in a year. People change, people come and go, structural changes. You know, it's a business. It's fluid. You need to move with the business. Yeah. Wow, that's really some great information and um, inspiration for me to see um, that this is doable and how you've overcome some of the resistance to it. Um, have you had uh, any examples of that where you've had a particular challenge in, in overcoming resistance? Oh, there's always resistance. <laughs> it's never smooth, never smooth sailing. Um, it's interesting, I've, I've had... I think probably one of the most challenging parts is because the decision maker of the organisation, which is usually the manager or the CEO or sometimes occupational health and safety officer who is sort of deciding, yes, we want to do your program. Mm -hmm. And then throughout, I might decipher there needs to be certain ones that I do one-on-one coaching within the organisation. So the interesting and challenging part is the people that I've coached don't choose They've, it's, it's chosen for them. So it's hard to get that engagement. I had, mm. for example, one gentleman, I went into the coaching session and he's like, you know, straight away, the body language, there's nothing wrong with me, I'm fine. It's like, what do you, you know, I don't believe in this, <laughs> this bullshit and he's like, you know, this resistance and this thing and I'm like, oh, he's going to be a really hard egg to crack, you know. Yeah. Um, it took me some time. But we, we broke through, I wouldn't say 100%, we broke through to a, to a level of understanding and helped him shift some of his belief systems and some of the, the ways he was behaving and communicating within the workplace that were um, unproductive. Mm-hmm. And so we made some improvements. But, yes, definitely, definitely get resistance along the way. And that's just part of the challenge and the fun. Yeah, yeah. I've been in a room like that where the um, employees were required to do, like, check the boxes in order to get the discount on their insurance or something like that. And um, they were mad. They didn't want anything to do with me. They weren't ready to listen. They just felt like um, the the, the uh, company was poking into their private business, 
Yeah. 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 So that's really, really important. And that's what I try to capture in that uh, appraisal, that first assessment phase in the 30 days. So by collaborating the information from them, one, I'm starting to build relationships. I'm starting to build that trust. And I'm asking them questions. I'm not going in there telling them anything. I'm learning from them. So there's an opportunity that they actually feel engaged. They feel that they're investing in it. They're telling me, I'm like asking them, what have you done? What's worked? What hasn't? What do you need? What can what can we best provide you moving forward? So they're telling me, oh, we would like this or we want to do this. Great. I'll take that on board. And I try to incorporate their needs, their wants, their desires, because I know by doing that, I'm going to get maximum engagement. If I just go in there, no, we're doing this, this and this because I want to, um, I'm not going to get the same engagement. They're not going to be turning up to the workshops. They're not going to be interested and therefore it's going to fall flat. So it's so important to get the engagement and that trust from the get-go. That's really the foundation of coaching, right? Is, you know, I always start off with, you're not broken, so I don't have to fix you. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And then a lot of questions and, you know, how will you solve this? And really, you know, I collaborate. I'm a guide or a team, team member. And yeah, I'm, you know, I can see as an expert in this area, but still they're the ones doing the work and they're the ones making the changes. Yeah. That's right. And ultimately, it's a partnership. So I, you know, bring that to the forefront. Like I'm here to support, I'm here to help, I'm here to advise. But also, you know, it's up to you to, to do the work. It's 50-50 it's and we meet in the middle and we work together for, for progress. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just sort of expect to sit back and, and, and not contribute because we're not going to get any results that way. So I really try to identify at the beginning, there's going to be some work for you to do for us to get the results we want to get. Yeah. I'm very curious about you and your um, how this works in your lifestyle as far as how much, because it sounds like a lot of work, although you can probably get systematic as you get better, right? But mm. how much time are you spending with a, a company um, to give them these, these wonderful results, these um, metrics? How, what kind of investment of your time are you having to make? Yeah. Well, it's really dependent on the organization. Like each of the organizations I'm working with mm-hmm. is different and they have different needs. So therefore they need more or less of my time. Um, after working in this, this field for about four years now, I'm starting to systemize things more. So I've got programs that I can just go, oh, you know what, you know, you can, I can come in and I can do workshops and I can do education. And then we do, so we do components of face-to-face and then components of online programs. Mm. So they're still getting me in another format and I'm still ultimately making money and we're still getting results. But I feel that there needs to be a mix. It can't be just all online program because I don't think that would be engaging and effective. Often that can be forgotten. I know I've signed up for plenty of online programs yeah. that I haven't done. So it needs, yeah. yeah, so it needs that, that level of engagement. So every organisation is different and it really comes down to that needs assessment and analysis of how much of me they'll need and what's really going to work with them moving forward. Yeah. I, 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 my immediate thought was, my gosh, just, you know, cause you're a mom, you're, you know, you've got a life to outside of this. How do you fit this in? And it sounds so work intensive, but it seems like you've managed. It's not, you're not selling by the hour. You're selling for value, right? You're selling. Like you could- That's right. So my um, proposals will be for 12 months and there will be itemized, so it will be group coaching, it will be one-on-one coaching, it will be workshops, it will be whatever I've identified that they need. It can range from $10,000 to $70,000 for mm-hmm. a contract. So yeah. once I get the signature on the contract, sometimes it's a juggle because you've got, you know, multitudes at the same time. Yeah. So you really got to... Um, yeah, be very systematic and have processes and systems in place. I wouldn't say by any means I'm there yet, but I'm getting better. I'm getting better. So I'm a single mum, two little redheads who keep me on my toes. So as you know, that's bloody hard work. Um, 
So what's really important is I'm, that I'm productive and that I'm very efficient with my time. So I do things like batching. For example, today I'm finishing off my online program and I'm batching all the videos in one take instead of doing it, you know, because you've got to set up the lighting, the makeup, whatever. You know, even on the weekend, on a Sunday, I'll do all my cooking in a batch. So I've got healthy meals in the freezer ready to go. So if I'm late with a client, my kids can just pull out something, heat up, microwave, they're good to go. Yeah. Um, so it's just about working smarter and not working harder, yeah. getting that work-life balance or it's more like work-life integration. Yeah. So there's a free resource on my website of people interested how to work smarter and not harder. If you go to www.naturalhealthbalance.com.au slash resources, you'll find there a 30-day free program about getting work-life balance so what I teach what I preach I I I try to bring on board because it's hectic it's hectic running a business there's so many spinning wheels and you got balls in the air and you don't want to drop them so by having systems and processes in place by working smarter not harder by being more efficient and proactive with your time gets you the results and keeps you on top of everything that sounds like such a great value but I have to comment that um I'm I'm um, I guess joyful to hear you say smarter and harder because <laughs> it, <sounds, laughs> it sounds like that's a Boston accent. So I'm, I'm your, uh. right? so, yeah, we park our car and smarter, <laughs> almost like a Bostonian. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, no, no, I'm not the one with the accent. You guys have got the accent. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So this is such yeah. helpful information. I am really excited because I, I think part of the resistance for me in moving that direction is how much I have to learn. And I can see asking for help and getting somebody who's done it could save me years. You know. Oh, absolutely. And, and hence, that's the whole reason I built this online program, Breakthrough to Corporate, to help health coaches with all the logistics. Because I've made, sorry, I swear a bit, I've made a shitload of mistakes <laughs> over the years. And to, you know, I wish I had something like this just to go, you know, straight instead of getting distracted by all the shiny, bright lights, just take me on this sort of a straighter path. So, mm-hmm. um, this program really helps to expedite that process. They're still going to make mistakes. There's still a lot of learning to do, um, but it helps them to get there a little bit quicker and a little oh, yeah. bit smarter. Yeah. Absolutely. And and not burn out because that's the tendency when you're starting something new to kind of go, you know, fill too much on your plate, over-deliver, like super over-deliver. And then mm. we all want to help and and not yeah. charge enough, all those things yeah. that we do. That yeah, that, that's it. Been there, done that, totally <laughs> burned out and back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to be mindful of your time and um, you've been very generous and I'm, I'm so excited to, um, to follow up with you and check out all the resources you told me about and see how we can collaborate further. Sounds great. It's been lovely talking with you, Joyce, and, and getting to know you more. Um, you know, I love the message that you're putting out there, and I think that it's just so important. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Your support means so much to me from anyone I've talked to because you're a nurse and you're a mom and you're a single mom, and <laughs> yep. you, get, you get where I've been. Um, for one more time, could you tell us the, the name of your website again and the Facebook, how people can reach you? Yeah, so it's www.naturalhealthbalance.com.au and if there's any health coaches out there interested in getting into corporate health, they can join me on the Facebook group Health Coaches in Corporate Health and like I said, just reach out, say good day. love to chat with new people. In my membership site, which is totalwellcoach.teachable.com, I have a coach to coach um, cause I was thinking about supporting, um, coaches and I get a lot of people like you who come to me and they, they're thinking about being coaches and, and same thing. I get to the point where I, I, I could charge them for this information and have a, have a business as part of it. So this will definitely slide into that, um, as a way for people who are interested in coaching or who are coaches and expanding into the corporate setting. So they yeah. uh, learn about you there as well as the fantastic. Podcast. Fantastic. I appreciate you sharing the love, Joyce. Oh, same. And I'll put, I'll put this, um, this on, on my side as well. And yeah, it's, it's just a spreading that network, that international network. Yes, absolutely. 
So, well, Chris, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate you and all you do. I'm so inspired by you. Thanks, Joyce. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.